Welcome to another episode, guys. Today I'm here with my friend Kian over here. Hello. How's it going, Kian? Good, Ronnie. How are you? <laughs> I'm probably not going to look at the camera too much just because I'm very camera shy. So You're good. I'm going to look at you a lot. You don't have to look at the camera at all. <laughs> okay. Just Great. so you guys know we are on camera. But anyway, uh, what's it called? What's going on in life? How's it been? Ooh, Since life. I like I last saw you, which was like a few months ago. Months ago, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I left Starbucks pretty unexpectedly. That was a that was a big shift in my mental health for sure. Um, just because I thought coming back was gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, I came back right before the holidays too, so that was probably just not a good time to pick. Uh, coming back to a really busy store and like just a busy kind of work ethic work um, environment yeah which i thought was going to be good for me because i usually like to stay pretty productive and um keep myself busy just because it kind of makes everything in here a little quieter, a little quieter. Yeah. i feel that but I feel that. oh my god that did not happen so <laughs> so what do you do now though um i'm working at a residential treatment center um for adults which um basically deals with um we get residents who come in and they do a stay of typically up to 30 days where they get treatment for mental health and or substance abuse that's pretty good yeah um it's really fun actually and it's really rewarding just because i feel like i'm actually helping people with something that like i also struggle with um basically we're just like emotional support and we just do like technical stuff around the house and any other little thing like transporting clients to doctor's appointments or the hospital sometimes, unfortunately. Um, it happens, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I do that now. Um, I did that before coming back to Starbucks, actually, and I worked with adolescents for like a year and a half. And that was actually something that I liked doing more just because I felt like I could relate more to the kids because I had already lived through that through time that period. Yeah, so now we get people 18 and up, and that can go as old as we've had clients up to 60, 70 years old. That's good. Yeah, which is great, but um, it's different because I, f I have a harder time relating to their life experience. So well, it, it, also time variance and changes, that's mm -hmm, the thing mm -hmm. that really affects a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like in our days, I think uh, we were going through the change yeah like in the middle of the change yeah and then now it's a, the actual change of electronics and everything and they got yes. everything yes and it's it's different too because i feel like when we were growing up like middle school you know our adolescence i felt like mental health wasn't talked about as much At or all. understood <laughs> yeah or understood to the degree that it is now where like with social media people are the talking about it every and, yeah. they spread it everywhere yeah and kids nowadays know what like toxic means and gaslighting <laughs> and like manipulative behaviors which is great because they're i didn't know yeah they're learning to defend themselves were. yeah which is awesome because i wish i had That's that something. kind of direction when i was younger it would have saved me a lot of trouble probably but honestly i'm grateful for those experiences because they have like shaped me to who i am now and like have taught me a lot just from personal experience and not from tiktok or something you know right. so um, no. but it's great that kids nowadays have those have resources. Yeah. Yeah. No, cause I think it, you could see the difference in the change throughout the generations because at least, at least with my parents age, it was always like they had to be, uh, what's it called? Tough mm -hmm. and they have to, what's it called? 
endure what society has given them and basically either throw it back in their faces or learn how to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. And then came us, which we're like in the between stage Mm -hmm. of shifting. So we did have electronics, but we didn't really have like, I want to say, I don't want to say useless electronics, but electronics to that degree, like they were still developing. Yeah. So when it came to what's it called social media there was like barely you know like every everybody remembers myspace but nobody ever used myspace (laughs) oh my gosh myspace right so like it was a way to connect but we didn't really use it right because we didn't we didn't have the ability or the knowledge to know how far it can expand or grow right and now it's the generation where it's like okay we don't really need to defend ourselves because we know that we're not alone so all of us can basically can like we know Mm -hmm. what to do now yeah which is what they have and mm-hmm. their, their ability to to use everything mm-hmm. which honestly like obviously we wish we could use it we wish we had something like that yeah but we just had to experience it yeah you know now they have like it's basically just like virtual communities left and right like you can find any kind of place like demographic that you fit into and there are people that you can literally just like reach out to online you know like we used to have to like before we had phones, even, you know, I remember messaging friends on, like, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, my God. I <laughs> forgot that existed. <laughs> right? Like, we had that. And now it's, like, you can literally direct message anybody. Anyone. With a snap of your phone. Just yeah. Like, you can find anyone in seconds. You can connect with people in seconds, which, you know, there are pros and cons to that as well. Because mm-hmm. I remember when we were growing up, the internet was a scary place and you had to be careful of it was. dangerous people. And you still do. I mean, I feel like even more now. Yes. Because with like catfishing and... Coders, basically. Code, yeah. Any, there, there's just smarter people out there now because <laughs> we have been growing with technology and now we're learning so much more about it because it's so much more accessible that it can you can really create your own um, kind of the word i'm looking for uh persona online you know (laughs) so that is a little scarier but at the same time i feel like the accessibility is what's really actually helping people now so no yeah because i think when i was growing up uh we had we had a computer right we Mm -hmm. just had a giant computer and that thing lasted lasted us for about 15 years i was gonna say 20 but it lasted us 15 years but uh anytime we like we're connecting online i never realized how long it took a browser or oh something to load God. up but i was Dial patient up. back then <laughs> i was like i could do it and now i'm just like why isn't it loading it takes like five seconds so it's yeah. like the quickness it oh, what's it called it really changes yeah How, however i will say that like back then uh the computer itself was only used for like schoolwork mm-hmm. or like at sometimes games, but at the same time, it was only the games that were were already like pre-programmed on the computer, or yeah. unless you have the little little disc or something. Yeah. But uh, now it's just like you can literally browse anything, anything online, anything. and uh, there are programs and like other forms of protection, basically. Like a lot of people use ad blocker, a lot of mm-hmm. people use like s- some kind of security on their computer. Yeah. Uh, back then you were instantly hackable basically (laughs) yeah you were not safe like i feel like there's so many more protections now for being an online user um which is great um 
I remember I would get in trouble even just for going on YouTube. Like, right. Because when that like start 2005, six ish, pretty early on. Yeah. I remember being pretty young and watching like scary YouTube videos and like, just like (laughs) music videos. Um, I was trying to watch full length movies on it and sometimes they had it. Sometimes they didn't. Right. It was just like a 50, 50 now, like all copyrights and everything. Like they put everything, everything. Yeah. But you could still like torrent almost. Anything, anything with a good um, <laughs> pro like software you know so it's just interesting to see like how we still have a lot of the same interfaces that we were using when we were kids but now just like so much more advanced and right. in, in some ways safer but also like there's you know, always a way though there's yeah, always a there's way to always, find yeah which is why you always got to improve yourself on your safety and stuff mm-hmm. especially if you're an adolescent especially if you're really young yeah so, oh my gosh, yeah. Kids nowadays, although they are privileged, now they have to actually do have to find a way to overcome their obstacles, which we might not even know about. Right, which is a little scarier because I feel like now um, online bullying is kind of inescapable. Yeah, yeah, and it's and that's where it, all of it is now. Like I, I don't, I don't, I can't speak from experience because obviously I haven't been in middle school, high school for a long time, <laughs> so I don't know what kids experience in school now but that stuff will follow you home and people you know kids are on their phones all day and they're just like it just fuels the psyche in a negative way to the point where kids feel like they can't reach out to people because everybody knows their personal life Mm -hmm. and there's so many so many outputs of information misinformation rather where you know Kids can spread lies about each other, and people will just Completely. believe it just and because it's on the internet. The thing is also is that people are getting really good, not just with programming, but with also uh, designing. Mm-hmm. So like in Photoshop or in oh, like app, yeah. like small things like that where mm-hmm. they can alter a video or something. Mm-hmm. Kids are actually becoming pretty good at it, or at yeah. least learning it. Yeah. So they could literally alter somebody's appearance really quickly. So like this person did this, I caught it on video, or like yep. here's a photo and something like yep. that. That, which is scary right <laughs> that can really ruin someone's reputation and drive kids to a dark place basically know? yeah which, honestly uh although we do have they they do hire people for that kind of stuff to find details and alterations that don't make any sense and how they what's it called find uh like like small small details in videos or in photos where they have been altered or faked hmm. but i don't think kids would do that only because they would just look at an image and they'd either laugh or do something they wouldn't really trace it back yeah a lot of kids just kind of believe what they see yeah that's what i've noticed (laughs) don't fact check anything or try and get another side of the story which is really dangerous because that that in itself can um you know turn into slander and then people just start spreading misinformation about someone until the point where everybody believes it's true but the um, the oppressed person or the you know the victim um, can't even speak up because there's so many people that believe the lie that no one's gonna believe their truth, which is kind of like the saddest part about it. So right and yeah. like like cyberbullying became a thing. I think when I I, I was in high schoolish, like mm-hmm. it started. Like that's mm-hmm. when it like started. That's when they were people tra- checking like Facebook, Facebook people. Yep, like that's checking when it was. like other things. But like now 
after like leaving high school for a little bit i don't know like like you i don't know how it is i don't know where it's gone but yeah. i have like seen kids even like middle schoolers like we work well we, we used to work right next to a middle school mm-hmm. and uh like some of the conversations they have are interesting with each other oh my gosh i know i just like when i was working with adolescents just listening to the way that you know the group of kids would talk to each other and like the, it was the lingo they use now, <laughs> the slang, like the just the phrases like from viral videos and stuff, you yeah. know, and some of it I would just be like, hey, like we have to like redirect this conversation because A, it's not appropriate or B, like you can't be saying that to somebody else. Like, you know, there was a lot of um, interference with their conversations just because they just said whatever came to mind. They have no filter or like no. regard for consequences about what they say because... That gets to like my mind a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. That gets to my mind a little bit, like on influencers. So we're like, what do you think they have, like, as an effect on on kids and stuff, or like on anybody, to be honest. Oh man, yeah, I, like, ha- <laughs> yeah I have a I have a very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Conflicted uh, like opinion about influencers. Yeah, because like in a way, like. Well, let's start from one side and then we'll work our way to like another. So Okay. So I'll start with the positives because there are positives to it. I feel like, you know, having that kind of platform is really important because you can spread information that's really useful or helpful and safe and can actually show like the good aspects of life or whatever they're trying to promote. You know, it can actually help people who don't have resources and their only resource is their phone and they just go on TikTok or whatever and um you know they go to someone's profile who's an influencer and they're talking about mental health let's just say for example um and they can learn a lot from that and they can gain the tools that their parents might not be teaching them they might not learn in school um you know i i think a lot more kids should be going to therapy um, because they can learn more from therapy than from some sort of social media influencer. Um, however, I don't like the direction that some influencers, influencers go in um, just because power really does um, inflate the ego. It does. And a lot of people become really blind to what they're actually like what they're actually capable of and how much what they do impacts somebody else yeah it's like what, what do they call it uh literally blind followers yeah like they they, they will see an image they will s- uh, see what this person means to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. they will take their words even if it's out of context and just follow it just because they'll find a way to justify it yeah. find a way for their reasoning yeah or i mean people idolize yeah or a, lot, a lot of people now. and that's dangerous too just because whether it's a celebrity or an influencer or a musician whoever it is people get so wrapped up in who they believe that person is just because of what they show online but they don't actually know who that person Person is is. when they're not in front of a camera because people act people can lie (laughs) people can you know shape themselves into who they want to be perceived as and then those people will take that and um, like latch onto it and totally create a belief system in that person just because of who they 
present themselves to be. Which is right, background checking, fact checking, mm-hmm. everything is always important when it comes to that. Especially, mm-hmm. especially if you have a huge influence on somebody else or a targeted audience. If you have a targeted audience, then you have a responsibility. Yeah. To like, uh, basically control yourself and mm-hmm. control them, control mm-hmm. where they're where they're going. Yeah. Like it leads up to up to you. It's like not your full responsibility of what they do as a like as an individual but as a whole Mm -hmm. it is your responsibility because it is you who is the one that's basically guiding or leading them or or saying what you're saying influencing basically yeah and you created a community where you have people looking up to you and as much pressure as i'm sure that creates to somebody and they feel the you know the will to save face and keep up an appearance because of what people expect of them because of you know what they did that's hard to follow sometimes and i I notice like a lot of people will kind of keep that going for a year or two and then they stop and they disappear because all of a sudden it became too much and they have so many expectations from people who you know they don't owe them anything no you know but we live in a society now where people expect things from other people you know once once they create that um that feeling that environment i want to say yeah yeah once they create that and they're expected to obtain that then it's like you have to give you have to yeah and then suddenly your life is revolving around other people and like we were talking about before we started recording you know balancing your social life work school friends whatever you're doing is already difficult as it is yep so imagine you know you're working at starbucks five days a week as a shift lead one so that's already one big responsibility that you have and that's your work so that's like probably your priority and then say you're in school that's your other priority and then now throw being an influencer on top of that and you have this whole other life that isn't part of your everyday reality but it is to somebody else you can get, you know, really mixed up in who you are when you're in your real life and who you are on your online life. So I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people can't handle. It's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. Um, no, don't, don't get me wrong. It's uh, what's it called? It's a lot to handle, especially when you're trying to balance out your life, when you're trying to do something, you're trying to try something new and you're, trying to still spend time with either your family or friends or something Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to balance yeah but the way i see it is you have to find find the best way to balance it like Mm -hmm. for example see what's not working out see what you can either take less of or take more of or take away from which part basically Mm -hmm. and it won't completely be balanced but at least you could drop like the roller coaster i'd say like you could drop the wave a little bit yeah and uh all, find your find your way closest to the straight line as possible mm-hmm. that's like the best reference i have yeah i think everybody needs to learn their own limits to, yeah to everything you know whether it's you know your work life your relationships your friendships your relationships with your family everything people need to know when they're maxed out yep and they have to go okay i'm gonna draw a boundary here because this, this is, is a little too much for me <laughs> and I can't handle anymore. And people, I feel like now are getting better at saying that, you know, and speaking up and saying, 
I can't do this right now. Like, can I just get back to you when I have time? Or, you know, because like, like you said, we've been trying to do this for for a while. But, you know, we get caught up in life and... Life happens. Life happens. <laughs> and then, you know, we find a way back to those original plans and follow through. Sometimes it doesn't happen. But honestly, like, I I used to be the type of person that I would get upset when, like, friends wouldn't show respond or, or show respond. up yeah. or something. But then I kind of became that, that person <laughs> because I realized, oh, yeah, actually, I realize now, like, why they were doing that is because, like, they couldn't hang out with me, like, every day or every other day or whatever because that's too much maybe we could do that when we were younger but now as adults you know you see more and more of like their their perspective and what like another person's going through in a sense yeah and you understand because you're like well yeah now i have my own individual life that doesn't you know revolve around one place like one setting you know i like when you're in high school you see your friends every day and you hang out and you'd go to games together or plays and you have extracurricular activities like sports and you see those people every day and they become a part of your everyday life. And then suddenly, let's say summer hits or you graduate and then you they're lose gone. contact with almost all those people because all of a sudden they're not in your life every day. But that's okay. And like some of those relationships will stay, you know, like the genuine ones that you actually created and maintained and they, it's a two way street, you know, like you yep. have to both equally give to the relationship to some extent if you want to withhold that or uphold that friendship so um it's difficult to find a balance but i definitely think that um boundaries are really important for everybody everybody and no matter what it is like you can create a boundary with anything and even yourself you know like if you're working too hard on a project let's just say for school you know and the deadline is in like two days and you're like, Oh my gosh, I haven't even like finished half of it yet. And I have to grind it out and I have to finish it. But like, if you can't do it in the moment without feeling like you're going to like have a mental like breakdown. breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Like then take, take a day, take an hour to, to do something for yourself. That's going to help go refresh your mind. <laughs> yeah. Get an ice cream, go get coffee from Starbucks, go on a walk, take a hike talk refresh to a friend your mind. you just yeah. gotta refresh your mind yeah everybody needs it every now and again you know we all need a reset we all need a mental health day sometimes it happens at you know the most inopportune time you know like if you have work scheduled that day and you're just not doing well which is another thing i think that most people need to realize is that if you are having like an extremely bad day mm -hmm. I feel like it's okay to call out, especially oh, because you are not in the right mindset mm -hmm. and they need to understand that. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if it, if it's a small business, I understand, but it's for the tricky. most part, they can still handle it. Like it's going to be rough, but they can still handle it. If it's a bigger business, like let's just say like Walmart or mm -hmm. like even, I want to say even Amazon or something, mm -hmm. they can handle it. Absolutely. They can handle it. Like what's, I, I know that they want to meet their expectations and everything. But trust me, they can handle it. Your own individual setting is more important than a like a company's right. perspective or a company's goal. Yeah, and it's so important to like realize that when you start a job, you figure it out pretty quickly, like how the management is with yeah. your own personal life and your own um what's the word? I'm always blank blanking on no um. vocabulary words um <laughs> literally because i'm always trying to think of like the exact word and then right when i get to the thought i'm like oh no i lost it slips it. yeah but, i feel that 
you know, like when when you tell a job like, hey, look, I have school. That's my priority. I have this. Yeah. Like you need to understand that if you call me in, I might not always be able to come in or, you know, I might have to change my schedule a lot or, you know, you have a lot of, um, oh my gosh, I just had it again. <laughs> and <laughs> I lost it, it again. Or? Not responsibility. Um, I swear I'll get it. No, you're good. You're good. But basically just like, no, you're good. I had it. That's okay. We can skip over it. Um, <laughs> the way I see it is that, like, especially like at, at, in a job interview, I know that most people, or at least when I first started looking for a job, mm-hmm. uh, I know that I, I almost did everything to like, like upsell myself to, to an extent. Yeah. But in reality, when it comes to like either a retail or like a small restaurant or like any one of those kinds of jobs, you'll almost be guaranteed a job anywhere. Yeah. Especially because like they want people for customer service Mm -hmm. and then for an office job or anything they just need somebody who can like do like a minimal requirement of filing a minimal requirement of just small things and it's also pretty easy it's not that hard to get one of those jobs yeah it's much harder to get a job that's like in a specific field or with uh what's it called a specific skill that Mm -hmm. like most people need Mm mm-hmm uh, that's the job that's like insanely hard to get, which I don't expect most people, especially coming out from high school and stuff to like automatically be getting. So don't f- feel the need to always up, upsell yourself or uh, like basically make yourself feel like the star, like you, you are the one they should choose. Because if you do that, then they'll not only like see that, like, okay, this person was willing to do this in his interview and stuff or mm-hmm. their interview. And then, uh, they come back and they're like, uh, so this isn't what we were expecting from you kind of a thing. Right. I've had that happen before and they're like, oh, well, like this is what you said in your interview. This is what like you said you were going for. You said you would prioritize us, not school. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, now I'm stuck in this situation. Don't ever feel like you're stuck in that situation. You should always prioritize what you think you should prioritize. Absolutely. Because you're the most important person in your life. Like bottom line, I know that can kind of sound grim a little bit because obviously we all have people in our lives who we care about and who are tied to us, you know, family and stuff yeah, like they, that. Yeah, pe- we, we're humans. We get attached. We're socially attachable to other we're human so- beings. Yeah, we're sociable <laughs> creatures. So it's understandable that, you know, we not everybody lives in isolation or by themselves, but you have to take care of your own person first before you can actually commit to something else agreed but it's hard because you know we live in a world where we're expected to work all the time and you know it's very expensive to live on your own and to do all these things that you want to do and have um you know the best life that you can you know it's it's really hard to achieve all those things in in your youth and your adolescence just because we're not established, you know, fully, you know, not everybody is so lucky to just go straight to college out of high school, get their degree and get a career and jumpstart their life. And, you know, one thing I do want to point out about that is there was a, what's it called? I think it was, who was a Jim Carrey? Mm. I think the guy who played the mask, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's his name. Okay. Uh, I'm not too good with celebrities and names and stuff. That's okay. okay. (laughs) Or with anybody really. Uh, but anyway, uh, he had a quote that kind of impacted me and kind of 
inspired me a little bit more to keep going with this and stuff. Um, because he said, specifically, if you are born here, mm-hmm. right, and uh, you graduate, you go to college, you, you do what uh, you're told to do, and then you get a job that you feel like you want to do, but next thing you know, you kind of hate your job. But it's a secure it's a secure degree. It's a secure job. You're safe in your corner and stuff. Right. What I feel is that most people in the previous generation, that's what they did. They kind of like either went to get some kind of degree teaching lawyers, doctors, or anything really like to make sure that they're set, they're stable mm-hmm. and they have a valuable income as an engineer or something. Now he, he did say that, but then he came back and said like, well, I want to do this. He wanted to be an actor. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the way he saw it is that like, if you get a job that is secured for you basically, and it's something that you don't want to do, or like isn't expected or you didn't expect it and you mm-hmm. get fired. Well, now you're kind of either broken down or you now trying to look for a job, another job in that same field in mm-hmm. the same, uh, what's it called? Little realm that you yeah. kind of bubble yourself in. But if you do what you want to do, at least when you fail, you know that this is what you want to do. So you should still pursue it. So even if like for he, he pointed out, like even if he got fired as an actor, he would still continue and pursue as an actor because you could still get fired from both jobs. One, yes, is a little bit more secure for you, but the other, at least you'll be happy, happy, much happier doing it. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing is like, no matter what you want to do, you should be happy doing it. You know, no one should stay at a job that they hate and they're miserable at because that's (laughs) as secure as it may be, your life outside of work is going to be miserable because you're just going to be so burnt out and exhausted and your life will probably just end up revolving around work and then there goes your social life there goes your quality of life there goes your happiness you know like everything you'll be like what am i doing here what like what's what like i you just wake up you go basically you wake up you go to work and you buy you use that money to buy food and then you go back to sleep yeah but at the same time you hate your job basically Mm -hmm. You don't have the money, and then uh, what's it called? You're always tired, and you're always hungry, and you just want to stay secure at your home. Mm-hmm. Rather than doing that, you have to find either something or don't rely so much on work. Just go there, do your job, get out. Don't let, let it get in your head, and actually come back when you get home. Mm-hmm. Rest up for a little bit. I always say rest up for a little bit, and then find or find a way to draw some kind of inspiration in you to see what it is you actually want to do yeah and i think like even if you know your job is something that you want to do or say you're kind of lower in terms of position like and you want to move up in your career and you're only at the base level job entry whatever position that you're in um find a hobby you know, that's like actually pretty good. <laughs> whether it's video games or drawing, drawing, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be artistic. No, you know, it, it can reading, <laughs> knitting, like anything like people. Crochet. Yeah. Crochet. <laughs> um, people should just have something that they actually enjoy, enjoy doing and they don't have to do it every day, but like they should have it so that they can turn to it when they're feeling burnt out and they go, you know what? today I was gonna, I was gonna work out and I was gonna do my chores and all these things, but I'm feeling really tired and I just need to rest. I'm just gonna play some video games for a little bit. There you go. Take a couple hours out of your day, 
zone out and do something that you enjoy and come back to life when you're ready because I feel like it's important to to take that time out from everything that's going on especially right now because there's so many so many things going on in the world and in everybody's lives <laughs> I mean with you know ever since the pandemic started life has changed drastically for a lot of people I do feel like ever since basically the pandemic started I feel like ev- that opened up everybody's eyes mm-hmm. and everybody's own I want to say they, they know their limits now because mm-hmm. now I've, I've noticed the difference between when we were when we weren't in the pandemic and then now where we're like a little after it or we're technically still in it what right, saying? yeah <laughs> we are <laughs> still in the pandemic <laughs> like, just so everybody knows it's just so everybody knows <laughs> that was a stupid thing to say but anyway yeah. like we're adapted to it i should say adapted to the pandemic basically yeah i feel like you know not only your own limitations but the limitations and the i want to say this not the strategies but like the of other people the um, now I lost the word. <laughs> See, it happens. It happens to me all the time, right the, when I have a good thought. Too. Right? It was the, what's it called? <laughs> their efforts, not their efforts. What was it? Like their intent, basically. People's intents, kind of. Ah, we're going to use that word either way. Intentions? But like, okay. Yeah. Like people's intentions, you know what they are now. Like yeah. For some people, uh, it was to like not wear the mask, like have your own like like your own freedom and stuff mm-hmm. which honestly personally like that that was pretty stupid it's crazy yeah yeah but <laughs> <laughs> literally insane when that first happened i had I, like i almost couldn't stay off social media because like that was all that there was to do for so long but then what just i couldn't get away from the news and just the the anti-protests you know i mean black lives matter was going on pretty soon like, into the pandemic the, the beginning right like yeah the first few months yeah. because i want to say it was oh, i want to say it was the end of may when may. george floyd was killed and that was what we'll sparked double, we'll have to double check that, the protest but... yeah that's no, why yeah. we have the uh the computer right here right i agree with that no. um but yeah that's when it started and that took off in the middle of a pandemic when we were still shut down so many people were out of work so a lot of people were able to go and protest and for some reason, I feel like the Black Lives Matter protest created the anti-protesters against the I coronavirus. I feel like they did. Because so many people were like, oh my gosh, this is such a huge movement. And we want to speak up about what we yeah, believe right. in because this coronavirus is bullshit and masks are bullshit and we're shut down from life and we just want to go back to normal, yada, yada, yada. But people don't understand that like if this had happened 10 years ago it wouldn't have it would not have gone the same way no No. and a lot of people would have just shut up and done what everybody had said and we probably would just we'd be out of it by now i feel like i feel like we would have (laughs) but now people have such a strong sense of you know it's it's a bias kind of a thing where like they they can relate to somebody like Mm -hmm. like i said an influencer a politician or basically anything celebrity mm-hmm. and they would take their side and then by taking one person's size if another celebrity or another influencer another presidential figure or something else takes their side they get more people involved in that side rather than actually listening to scientists or facts or other things that are actually going on mm-hmm. which that's the part that kind of annoys me mm-hmm. <laughs> and not to not to name names but politicians <laughs> who were in office at the start of the pandemic 
Dude. was the most idolized president of our time. Basically. Literally. And for to this day, I still don't understand why so many people I don't loved know. him. Um, I'm Topic not gonna, for a different yeah, time. Not <laughs> gonna get into it. But that was a big that was a big contributing factor to why so many people were speaking out about the the mandates and the vaccine because he was the one who was saying don't get it don't or, get it or no no i don't not think don't said, get I, it no he said but, uh don't wear the mask or something like that yeah and yeah. something about oh because then he did say like go get vaccinated after that or something he did say something crazy where you could I, like I inject chlorine or something, oh, something and that was stupid up. yeah whatever the <laughs> fuck that was sorry i don't know if we can curse on this but we can we can um whatever that was was like dangerous enough as it was right because you have someone in a position of power going back to like an influencer kind of stance you know where because he was on reality tv right I yeah think. yeah he was some sort of actor somewhere so, i don't something. remember him, but... i don't even know what he did before he was president i know he but... was in home alone but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's me too um but because he was looked up to and he was the face of this country and he would get on camera and stand up at the podium and say these things. And so many people would just absorb it and believe it because he was the one who was saying it. And he is a leader and he was an influencer. So that made people go, oh, yeah, we can we can spread his message. message. <laughs> yeah, in a sense, because he believes it to be so. And I believe in this president. So I believe that to be so, right. which is dangerous because that kind of took away individual thought and suddenly people were just blinded <laughs> yeah and like manipulated yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a sense like manipulated to believe something without going to actually check the facts for themselves and from the thing is about checking facts is that they would always check facts to what they want to believe rather right. than rather rather than what was actually <laughs> true and factual because they didn't want to believe it because people have this fear that when something contradicts their belief system yes they <laughs> they can't they can't, they can't not really... not everybody can accept it yeah and open their mind up to the possibility that they could be wrong and here's the thing that i was going to point out also is that one of the one of the things about people is that and the reason i say intent is that people will do anything to get or say not mm -hmm. do but say anything mm -hmm. to get what's needed and what's yeah. done the thing about speech is that it's powerful mm -hmm. and uh it's it's more powerful than people think it's not just about just saying words but actually convincing people right and if you can convince somebody then you already get, kind of get what you want you already have that intent mm -hmm. and this is why i say it's like most important i think i was going to say this like in my last podcast because uh, in one of my previous podcasts, because I completely forgot the line, but do you remember the uh, Batman Begins? There was a line that says, it's it's not who you are underneath, but it's what you do that defines you. Yes. So you, you can completely say, you can completely say, I will do good things. I am a good person. I believe this, this, this. Mm -hmm. You can say that all you want, but personally, it's actions that define you and it's your actions that have the cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Yes, speech is powerful, but if you know that this figure is completely misleading and completely manipulating their their group their side mm -hmm. that's when you know that what his intent is what their intent is and what their their point uh, their point of view is and mm -hmm. what they actually want their ideology right yeah the 
the biggest <laughs> person that I can think of that is exactly like that, Adolf Hitler. He totally perfect, brainwashed perfect people reference. into believing that he believed that there was something that he could do for their country coming out of a war, right? I'm going to rebuild this country, but we have to do this. And he spread... He was he was a powerful speaker. People yes. clung to him because they were like, wow, he's so great. He and wants to help us. He was right. Like exactly. <laughs> and that was the biggest thing. Well, we all know what was actually going on the whole time, you know, was evil and not his intent. But he got people to believe what he wanted them to believe so that he could gain that power. So sorry, I keep getting that thing. Um, he did what he had to do to get people to agree with him and be on his side. Yeah. And because he was an influential person and he was really good at public speaking. Like, don't get me wrong. We're not defending Hitler. Or no. Like, oh, oh anything, God. But, no, never. But no, the thing but that's is, just is that the like, biggest example I can like, think of. Yeah. Like, it's it's facts that that people have to agree on he was an amazing speaker he was mm-hmm. a, he was probably like the biggest influencer of all time don't get me absolutely. wrong absolutely but absolutely. like that does not mean he was good that does not mean like we're like actually like praising we're not him endorsing no. <laughs> at all never no. but that was just the biggest <laughs> example to me just because he was one of the most powerful people in the world so there was an interesting story that i've learned from my mom <clears throat> excuse me from my mom's side of the of the family Whereas with her empire, uh, not not an actual empire, but like she's like born from Aztec descent, basically. Mm-hmm. So from the Aztecs, a lot of people believe that the Spanish kind of invaded and uh, they kind of like overwhelmed uh, the people of, of or the Aztecs, basically. Mm-hmm. When in more in so it was more of a failed political system that kind of drew the Aztecs to their failure because some of the Aztecs actually joined Cortez's side. And showed him the weaknesses of the what's it called of the uh, I forgot I can't even pronounce his name, but the 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 king of the time basically. Mm-hmm. So they kind of overwhelm them. And the thing is, is that when you have a giant colonization of a like, or I guess a giant empire, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, with like small colonists and stuff, like it. I think the the war took about like four or five years. I think before. Uh, oh, yeah. oh you're, are you talking about the colonization of um, Aztecs or yes. back to World War Two? Uh, no, 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 no. That uh, war. Uh, the Aztecs, basically, Got at it. the moment. Okay. But uh, it, it does have to tie in with World War Two in a second. Okay. But the way the Aztecs ruled is that basically, like, the moment you have your king in any, in every, or, or, or anything, mm-hmm. uh, they had a great leader who actually, like, built everything. But then once they died, it kind of just kind of passed on to, like, you know, the sun and stuff. The problem with that is that it's how they raised their kids as well. Mm-hmm. And with no political like experience and stuff, um, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think the youngest one was like about 2022. 20, and the manipulation came from the people on the, the side. Council. The council themselves. Yeah. So they kind of failed the king in that sense. And they kind of split the power, split the colonies. And they were taking more food or they wanted their the their people to produce more food and stuff mm-hmm. more than they can actually like feed themselves and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why some of the Aztecs came in and like joined uh, Cortez's side because they believed that like okay like they didn't worship these guys just because they had a different like like armor or tone or like they had no that was all that was all said because of Spain basically Spain wanted to to say like we like 
destroyed them. Like, you know, it's just a sense of power. But mm-hmm. in reality, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, they completely invaded uh, the Aztecs at that point and kind of, like, like, they failed because of the failed political system mm-hmm. and because people didn't know what they were doing. And it's easy to get manipulated with people, especially if you're on the council and you just have that figure as a puppet kind of a thing. Yeah. So unlike World War Two, whereas you are the figure and you are controlling everything, Hitler was... The, the thing about Hitler is that he kind of manipulated his own political power kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So when he influenced everyone in his country and then he gathered followers from outside countries with support and stuff, that is what led him to have the biggest, uh, what's it called? Like the biggest army of the world, basically. The in Germany. hierarchy the that hierarchy. he created. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because he convinced people that they were Germany was going to be the most powerful country. And if you want to unite with us, you better do it now or you're going to be against us. And <laughs> if you're not no with one, us, you're yeah. against us. And no one, I mean, not no one, but there were obviously opposers, rightfully so. But... At the time, you know, people were so scared and a lot of countries' foundations were weakened because of the First World War. Yeah. And they were like, fuck, well, we don't want to lose everything again, (laughs) so we better do what he says and kind of just believe that he's going to rebuild everything everything and and help change for the better. But no. <laughs> but no. Unfortunately, that did not no. happen. Um, People but... have very different intentions, very different uh, sides to them once they're either not on camera or two. Uh, not, not necessarily on camera, but outside of the... Uh, outside of the public eye. Public eye. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, power is a crazy thing, and, you know, so many people will change or alter their belief system because they want to achieve a certain status or... Yep whether it's money, fame, Well, that's, power. that's one of the quotes, I think, I think from a former president or from somewhere else, someone said, if you want to see who a man truly is, or like a person truly is, I guess, give them power and see what they do see with it. See what they do with it, absolutely. <laughs> because once someone has power and control, a lot, of, of, I feel like more times than not, they kind of go down that path. Because they get so lost in what they have and the the control that they have that they lose sense of what's actually right and what they should be doing for not just themselves but But for other people yeah because they go well now that i have this power i could do whatever i want so why do i why should i care about what anybody else wants because i'm in control now and i have so many things that i can do with that and that's the thing about like every almost every leader in the past basically they had the power they had the control so they did almost whatever they wanted to Mm -hmm. and then the thing is is that some some of them actually like gave to their people Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna be honest it wasn't like like for example people back then like in egypt and stuff always controlled slaves and stuff it's not like oh well you guys are free to go or anything no it was just the social norm back then so even if like you had like let's just compare it to now like right Mm -hmm. like back then obviously slavery was a bad thing like Mm -hmm. we know that now Mm -hmm. 
but back then they were just like no it's just it's fine to like own another human being and stuff yeah that was just their way of life yeah so like that's not something like out of their control and stuff but like so the person who was in charge would not just say all you guys are free because that wasn't like a good i will say a good thing to do that people would mostly see like well now i'm gonna lose this person like now how am i going to do this yeah how are we going to compensate for this loss of labor that we had for free free (laughs) and now all of a sudden we have to start paying our own people to do the work that we had people (laughs) doing for free free. or very 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 low cost yes you know change in itself is difficult for anybody like it's tough for any country any just even the small city a small town it's Mm -hmm. it's hard absolutely but like once people start adapting to the new norm Mm -hmm. it becomes okay that's what makes us like as a society grow Mm -hmm. so long as we can see the positives of that growing like for example the biggest thing that i see right now is that everybody is getting informed that the planet is going green Mm -hmm. like amazon's doing like trying to become green by like i think it was 2050 they're trying to become fully fully green Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know how long that'll last right (laughs) (laughs) right because right now it's important and i feel like you know i don't have a lot of political knowledge or even just as far as like issues like that like environmentalism i want to be a better activist but at the same time you know i can only do what i can do to i I feel that contribute i feel that this is why i don't feel like anybody should really deal in absolutes this is why i'm like i'm not exactly opposed to activists because they are doing what they think is right don't get me wrong absolutely uh however like like i said and like we said with their speech power and stuff it really depends on what side like your mind is technically convinced of but Mm -hmm. that's all on how how you choose to believe it Mm -hmm. but the thing is is like i hate any activists who would say you're either with us or you're against us right because personally that symbolizes a a a style of absolutes as soon as you said that to me then i have no that i do not want to be a part of who you you guys are because I, I, i would never want to change somebody doesn't change like for example i'm like right now we're in the united states Mm -hmm. if we go all the way to india or pakistan or some other country and we give like we tell them that's not what you're supposed to do i mean (laughs) we're gonna die (laughs) are we did that in iraq and afghanistan you know we We had a militarized state where we tried to go in and change their way of life and because we thought that that was better and that we needed to impose our own beliefs on other people because we didn't agree with what they believe in honestly like i know nato is a big thing and the united (laughs) nations was created because of the world wars that we had for good reason but you can't police every country to do what especially if you think it's wrong either way right yes if it's wrong which you know a lot of countries do things that are morally wrong <laughs> corrupt and <laughs> like are I, wrong but why why try and change someone else's country to better them when we should be focusing on our own country i agree and our own people first you know i mean <clears throat> I, i've seen a lot of things going on with you the ukraine and russia right now um because w- one of the things is i the thing that i understand of why people would want like understand mm-hmm. right that people of want, uh, they'd say like, oh, that that way there could be no more like, for example, once again, human slavery or right. like like, or women can have equal rights or right. like children can, uh, what's it called, don't have to be or like 
boys don't have to be like the man of the house and stuff. Right. As much as I agree with all those points, we've actually come to 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 adapt to that situation. Yeah. Right now, what we're trying to do is basically enforce it, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's the right way to do things because. No. As soon as you're enforcing something, people will will resist and not want to do it. That is not their way of life. Right. If you can convince somebody without enforcing it, I feel like that'd be the better the better solution. It's much harder to do, but at the same time, it would be their options, their choices, their uh, what's it called, their choices that would leave up to that. Right. So if you can guide them, that's fine. Right. I have no problem with that, and those are the type of activists that I kind of like, mm-hmm. because like for example. Uh, a vegan uh, activists, uh, they're they're the ones that are always saying, well, this like you you could always uh, alternate, right? You can mm-hmm. go back and forth, and then eventually become vegan. Mm-hmm. I personally think that's probably the best option for most people who are trying to eat healthier and stuff. Like first, take it step by step. That's the best option. I've actually met like a very few vegans who actually agree with me on that. Most people just say like, just turn it off. Just do it. And that's the thing that you get, like you have to completely switch lifestyles. You have to completely switch who you are and like your your what you eat and everything. You can't really do that out of the blue. You can't physically. <laughs> you can't. I actually tried to go vegetarian like a few years ago, um, because a I thought you know it would be healthier and better for the environment, and just because you know animals are mistreated and there's a lot that goes on you know behind the scenes but i physically got sick because i wasn't eating enough protein protein and because i didn't have enough substitutes my iron was really low and i had a deficiency and i got sick and then immediately i was like well now i have to eat meat again because i can't i can't be sick right now so that's what happened in my short like three weeks of trying to be a vegetarian but yeah you you have to take it step by step and the thing with like activists trying to impose their beliefs onto other people in a way you know because we all we all come from different cultural backgrounds religious backgrounds yep you know the list goes on and on but you can't strip people of their freedom by making them believe in something they don't believe in because that is like your your core beliefs is what makes you who you are and like you said change is really difficult for people so if they truly believe that that is going to change them into a better person and be a better person to society then like i'm all for it but at the same time if you're trying to like let's just say muslims right islam um a lot of people don't understand like the the gender roles in that culture right and we can't we can't try and force i don't want to speak too much about it because i it's a sensitive topic it's a sensitive topic (laughs) it's it's does not pertain to me at all personally but from what i know um they they have their own they've established their own way of life that works for them and that they believe you know they have to live a certain way to reach the afterlife yes and to them that's very 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 important and they will stand by that until they die some people you know convert because they realize that maybe this isn't what they believe as an adult you know when they grow their own individual thought process and their own beliefs but you know when you're raised in that environment specific yeah and you grow into that 
You, yep. It's hard to change, you know, out like of come it. out. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like everybody should be entitled to their own individual freedom in that sense. You know, whether you were raised in a Muslim household or you were raised in a Catholic household or whatever it may be, not just religion, but anything. Once you're old enough to realize, I don't really agree with everything that you know they're preaching about or I don't feel like this is benefiting my life then I feel like everybody has the right to change if they want to I agree but we can't try and change a whole demographic of people to like become something <laughs> else yeah because that's that no that'll never work and we shouldn't try and do that because everybody should be entitled to their own beliefs and their own cultures and we should just let them be that's my own personal opinion but I know that, you know, everybody's goal globally is to make the world a better place for everybody. And the way people's viewpoints, though, is what really kind of changes that. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like what happened, not just with Hitler, but with many people throughout history. Mm-hmm. Like they believe what they were doing was actually right. I think there was one conqueror who said like they what's it called? Uh, they were they were conquering everything to make sure that there was no more war or something like that. I forgot who that was. It was like in China. Like there was no more war because they already conquered. I think, was it Genghis Khan? No. No, because he just wanted a war. I forgot who it was. I I, I, th- I feel like I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. <laughs> I do want to say that it was China um, because they were a big dynasty, you know? Yeah, because um, I feel like they wanted to invade everything. That way there'd be no more war. There'd just be one service and stuff like that. So it'd basically be like a similar, similar sense. I mm-hmm. forgot uh, who that was. Mm-hmm. But uh what's it called back just like a story back to the, like the muslims and stuff i did see like uh wi- i actually did witness this on like a small trip to la and stuff um it was a funny it was a bad story but with a funny ending okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready so um this this one muslim uh, couple basically was just walking uh i think it was like the what's it called hollywood boulevard or something like mm-hmm. that and then, uh, like, it was, like, my first time in actual, like, that Hollywood street. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I was, like, young. <laughs> Little. Yeah. And then uh, I did not know too much of different religions because I was raised Catholic, even mm-hmm. though, like, my perspectives on that have changed a mm-hmm. lot. But uh, what's it called? I did not know why, like, the women were, like, wearing the oh, hijabs God. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know much of other cultures and stuff or mm-hmm. other religions. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, I was, like, little. So, uh, I did see that this, this, this other like couple and stuff were kind of like saying like, Hey, what are you guys doing? Like, and they literally pulled her hijab out of like her. I didn't, I didn't know, like now looking back at it, it would have really pissed me off and I would really like to like jump this guy. Mm -hmm. But luckily somebody there, another white guy, basically like, like I didn't see his face. He was wearing sunglasses, but that had nothing to do with it. But he literally went off on this dude, like completely. And he's just like, you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't do that. Just like, and en- en- like ending like, it stuff. Like I was just there on the side, witnessed it. She- he politely gave her her job back and stuff. And he literally went like this. I'm not like I'm not seeing your face and stuff like that. Like he knew uh, about it. I didn't know. I was just questioning why couldn't you see her face? Like why couldn't you do this as a little kid? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know their official religion. I didn't know what it meant. Like mm-hmm. now, like doing more research as I get older and stuff. I now know that they're not allowed to do that. They can mm-hmm. only show it, I think, to their husband, their husband and, and to their father, I believe, right? Yeah. Like, those are the only two people mm-hmm. that they can show the two. Mm-hmm. 
but uh the, the best part is is that when the cops came uh what's it called and then they arrested the they arrested the dude that did the beating first and then they let him go because the funniest thing he said, and it's just like, you took off her job. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so he took out the other guy and he's just like, I'm arresting you for, oh, it's like, he's getting arrested for basically assault and battery. And the other dude's getting arrested. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I was for something else, but basically for like public humiliation or something like that. Okay. And then, so he was arrested, but he was like already like beaten down. And it was the funniest thing that I've seen when I was little, because I was just like, this dude literally jumped it, but he was justified for doing the right thing. Basically. He was still taken in for the assault and battery though. But, uh, what's it called? The other dude was just uh, like the funniest things came out of his mouth. He's just like, it's just like they don't belong here, and I'll, and then the, the the other dude just like, well, you don't belong here. That's why we're taking you away. <laughs> the police said that. The police said oh, that. Oh, that's good. Like, like you don't belong here. That's why we're taking you away. Good. I'm. There are you know. There are good cops out there. There are, there are just enforcers in law enforcement, and I do give. And that was all in Hollywood too. So that was uh, what's it called? The bigger step. But that was also mm-hmm. back in the day where I didn't know what. A long time corrupt, ago. Yeah. yeah. Corrupt. Was this like, <laughs> post nine eleven? Post like. Probably not very like, soon after. Not too dis, not too distant. I okay. want to say. And that, and because that happened yeah, after nine eleven, a lot true. of Muslims were getting. I think I was like five or six, so it was around that time. Okay. It's like yeah, so really close to it because a lot, <laughs> a lot of Muslim people living in the states were getting like attacked, a, yeah, <laughs> and abused for something that they didn't even do. That's happening now with Russian citizens in the U.S. Yes. and their. <laughs> And last year it was Chinese citizens. And ex- then because of coronavirus, not just right. Chinese, Asian, just Asian citizens Asians, in, yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. And it's before that it that was all Hispanics, the, and then it, it just kind of right? trades off. Exactly, <laughs> and it, it's insane how everybody believes that we need to gentrify a whole race, a whole a, a whole race system, or a religion, whole a demographic. Country. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just because we don't believe that to be right. And that's, that's what I feel like is the most, like, wrong with anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, if we can just not accept, but at least understand the other perspectives before we make our complete judgment yeah. or to intervene or something, I feel like it's much, much more important to understand the the opposite side or the, the not opposite, but, like, the completely different side to somebody else's. Absolutely. Understand them, their culture, why they're doing it, how they come from. Mm-hmm. And then make your judgment. That's much better than just jumping Blind into judgment. Yeah. yeah, or just... sometimes in six not gonna lie, it's a fight or flight situation. Right. But th- there's a difference there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think you know I can't stress the importance of educating yourself on people who are different, culture, religion, especially before you make judgment, because you have no idea like what somebody else's life is like and you know, going back to imposing your own beliefs on other people. Um, I just, I just don't believe that people should care about other people's business. You know, you should care about yourself first and don't try and play the hero by, you know, imposing your beliefs on somebody else because you think that that's the right thing to do when it's not. But yeah, there's different there's a huge difference between a, like what what you believe like your actual belief system mm-hmm. and then what is factually accurate and right. stuff right. which i think that if you want to try to help people the most you want and that's like what you believe in you want to fact check like obviously we're human we're going to make mistakes right. but you want to at least 
go back to the to at least some kind of a source mm-hmm. that way you can actually justify your own answers and not harm anybody else along the way right because i feel like especially in the past most people got their way because they were willing to harm others i feel like the only way to advance forward is to just try understand. your best to understand mm-hmm. and not harm others and let them be if they don't agree yeah and accept other people's differences like that's the biggest thing is we have to accept people for who they are and if they're different from us we have to accept that because we in a perfect world everybody (laughs) would agree on everything and everybody could live in harmony doing their own thing a little utopia right but unfortunately you know that's not how the world is and i think that you're right that the first step to being able to accept other people's differences is education educate yourself go into you know research about why like uh, try and understand why people are different and why they live life differently than you because you might you might actually have a revelation where you go oh wow (laughs) they're actually living a life that is better than the one i've been living maybe i should kind of learn more about this and try and understand like their way of life from a different standpoint because they might actually know something something else, something else. and <laughs> i could be living a more um not graciously um peaceful peaceful yeah and i don't know i mean if we're gonna live peacefully with you know diverse um groups of people in this country especially because you know we have probably one of the most diverse countries in the world trust me we do because and, like that's literally how this country was based upon like look yeah at, look at new york on its own basically exactly <laughs> exactly and even la you know LA. la has a huge diverse demographic of people living here and we just have to learn to live with each other and accept people's differences and you know grow to learn and adapt. understand <laughs> and adapt yeah because i'm as hard as change is like it can be for the better a lot of the times. And if it's not, then I feel like, you know, we're very quick to realize, Oh, this is not good. (laughs) Let's not do that. And we can unionize as you know, the world as like a global society, we can all agree on one thing that it takes time. That's the thing. It just takes time because like everybody else, like the world itself is also just growing as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, only america but a lot of people have just put it as only america mm-hmm. at least from what i've been around here for yeah but for the most part uh like almost every other country is advancing as mm-hmm. much as we are mm-hmm. and like especially japan and stuff mm-hmm. like they've completely changed oh absolutely and now uh from what i know is that like they have what's it called they have taken their mistakes and kind of like used it to just advance themselves Mm -hmm. and that's why they're so technological advanced like they push themselves and then over here yes we're more diverse like a lot more diverse don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but that's also why it's difficult to progress is because we're we're too focused on focusing on other people's business right rather than learning about it and understanding them right and either trying to find a, a compromise to 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 lift up to to move up right to move on we're all trying to live under one ideal and you know one belief system so, when we have so many, many <laughs> others that we're not even taking into consideration because 
you know, people are selfish and they don't care about other people. But the best thing that <laughs> I feel like we can do is educate, understand, don't judge, treat people with kindness, even if they're unkind to you. Mm-hmm. Because what's the point otherwise? I mean, what is the point in... Plus, you're only going to see that person like once in your life and then like just it, mo- it passes. Exactly. It, it, unless they are like a driving force in your immediate life don't try and change other people and don't try and fix something that shouldn't be fixed but like we can adapt Adapt. and we can and we can learn (laughs) to live together as a society but also individually in our own retrospective like beliefs you know i agree all right. Well, that is all the time we have. Thank you for coming on, Kian, though. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation, actually. Same. Cool. Hopefully, we see you in the future, in a future podcast, a yes. future episode. Yes, I'd be down to come back. All right. Cool. Say bye to everybody. Adios.